Hi, I'm Alan Foster and you're listening to the Printism Media UK Print Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Printism UK Print Podcast. And today I'm delighted to introduce Craig McGee. Uh, Craig and I met five years ago now, I think, at uh, something called the Monday Morning Success Club, yeah. which was which was a, a madness that happened every Monday in Glasgow, where we all quit our jobs and went and did more interesting things instead. Um, <laughs> and since then, we've kept in touch and uh, I've, I've followed Craig's progress closely. Um, and it's... it's really leading up to some interesting places and interesting uh, ways of working. And I thought it would be interesting to share that with the the print community and the sort of business community uh, in general. So, Craig, welcome, first of all. Thank you, Alan. Hello. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, to you. Uh, <laughs> when, when has it we stop saying that? Is it like... I think it'll be, be July next year we stop saying it. Um, so, of the shaking of the hands. <laughs> yeah, so, Craig, if you wouldn't mind uh, just introducing yourself uh, and tell us a wee bit about yourself and your businesses, I yes. should say. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, when we were talking just before we started there, Alan, I worked out that uh, but actually... Really, as we hadn't met, I'd seen you before when I was a kid, when you were playing football for Renfrew Juniors, winning the Scottish Cup, and what year was that? Hey, God, 2001, 20 years ago this year. I was fifth year at school. Wow, maybe fourth year, going into fifth year. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it gives you a better idea of my age then. <laughs> Even scarier for me. You must have been 18 still then. <laughs> yeah, I was, a, I was a youth prodigy. Mm. Juniors after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Um uh, like I'm Craig. Uh, when people ask what I do, I love to say that I travel, I go and see the world, learn from other cultures, I swim, uh, I cycle, I watch football matches, I play football, you know, and Whenever I was asked that at a working event, like, what do you do? I would respond with that latterly, and people would look at you as if you were daft. <laughs> and so, so because you didn't say, you didn't define yourself by what you do for yeah. a, to earn yeah. money? Yeah, because as I mentioned in chats before, it's like, like what people are really saying is, how do you make money? You yeah. know, and so professionally, I set up an events company six years ago. Uh, where we met at that Monday Morning Success Club. Um, and I grew that business through the years by having a very, very clear vision for what I wanted. And at the time, I just didn't want to be the last piece of a London-based jigsaw. Um, when I started the company in September 2014, I was on a beach in Mauritius after a very, very busy summer. And... We'd done a big contract that year for Magnus, which was great. And it was the sort of thing I really wanted to do. And by the end of that week on the beach, I realized that's not what I want to do because we're the last piece of this jigsaw. And 
all these people are meeting in London. I'm an extension of one of this board of 12, shall we say, of 12 different agencies. And So, so was this the, the events industry in the UK was really London-based? Uh, well, yeah, for what I was doing, uh, yeah. which I set up my company to be an experiential events agency. So um, in terms of marketing, like... Um, I, I would say the biggest experiential company are Red Bull, uh, like in terms of how they do experience. And I'd done events with Red Bull, like you would come along, you would experience it, but they were never selling the product of Red Bull, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I just loved the events that they did, and I wanted to be part of that. So, however, um, I just was like, after that week, I remember being like, I need to go direct to the client. I've already deal with all the suppliers. I need to strengthen their relationships. And weirdly, like I always do, like to do things differently in business and decided that I was going to build my business by building my supply chain, first and foremost, and really, really strengthened the, all the relationships and the ties there and spent a number of years doing that. And I basically remember I folded three years of time for my business. Um, and that was fine. We did a number of events, numbering well over a thousand, and I was feeling great. And then one day I was like feeling really, really angsty, feeling a bit, a bit of displacement, nervous. I didn't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. And I, I remember looking through my life at the time, and I was, I just came out a legal battle with an ex-partner for the flat. I'd also um, had a new and I was looking at these things is that I wanted to move or did I want to change the relationship or relationships around um, with friends and whatnot and then well, it wasn't my business surely you know and then one day the penny dropped um, that it was and like, as well as we had so many good things going on we were heading towards the North Pole not the Caribbean and I wanted to be in the sunset in the Caribbean you know and yeah. that's when I started to make real big change and I looked at um joining entrepreneur programs. Uh, I knew what self-development was. I wanted to understand more about it. What was growth mindset? You know, I knew it, but I, I needed to know more. And I became totally obsessed with it. And um, over the years, I basically started going to uh, every single training event I could possibly go to to learn something else about time management or, you know, like expanding on the work smarter principle. Um, through bouts of insomnia, uh, people would say, don't look at your phone. And I was sitting on Pinterest, soaking up like constant uh, self-development stuff to get myself to sleep. And I think in later years, I've looked back at that and I've been taking all that information in constantly and implementing it in my life. And what I began to realize was that you could work less. Like they talk about the 80 20 principle where like 20% of your income was, or 20% of your clients would give you 80% of your income. But also, that's the same with your time, you know. And it was like being really, really proactive and being very clever with it. Um, I think probably 2016, if I look at my diary, I was running from the West End to the city centre to the East End to the West End to do meetings. Whereas after that, I was like, I don't need to do that. Um, and I started to go, right, what works for me? And I decided I was going to be going to the gym every morning to swim. So my meeting slots were now going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning at the gym before I went in. 
or before when I came out. So that, that suited me. And how I sold that to others was, oh, there's great car parking facilities here and there's a coffee shop, you know, and yeah. people yeah. loving that. But the thing is, I, I was doing it because that was the life I wanted, that I wasn't running path to post. Um, and then 2019 came along. Um, I'm now really in depth with this system I've set up for myself in life where there's a vision board, uh, there's a vision for the company. Um, you'll have seen my post-it notes uh, in my office before, like, you know, and <laughs> always jokingly award-winning post-it notes. <laughs> because of the hey, amount of it. Three, three M's biggest customer. <laughs> Pretty much. Eh? It's funny when you get your secret Santa and you get post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, but that really worked for me where I could start to visualise. But not only that, other people could see it as well. And I started to do a lot of goals and I was noticed, I wasn't going into the office before 12, I was in the swimming pool, I was thinking and I set up a system where, yeah, you've got a vision overall, right? It's through the start of the year. Then every single day, my habits were go to the swimming pool. Oh, so I'd, I'd wake up in the morning and listen to a podcast. Um, so I'd listen to a podcast to learn, right? But whilst I was getting my breakfast before I was heading out. So I had that half hour, 45 minute window where I was learning. Then I would go to the swimming pool and I was visioning. And in the pool, I would then think of, right, okay, vision overall. Then I would focus solely on the, the goals of what I was trying to achieve that day. So it might have been one project we were working on, right, or it might be a client meeting that was coming up. So I would think about how that meeting was going to go and what I wanted from it, how it tasted, how it sounded, how it smelled, everything about it. I know you love the smell of print, you know. <laughs> try, try, try to envision how an event smells whilst in a swimming pool is like try to think about exactly every bit of that. So taking it all on board, right? Now, that worked really well. And then I went through the sauna uh, and I would do gratification. So grateful for the things that happened in the last 24 hours. And then I would go into what I was calling an extreme focus. What is my day when I leave this gym, right? I've got three meetings, one meeting, whatever it was, I would think about how that was, right? Yep. Um, and then through the book, Cycle Cybernetics, uh, they talk about a, a thing where you go back to your um, childhood or the early in your professional career, or maybe a client you've won or something, you know, like, a good example for you, how did you feel when the final whistle went in that Scottish Cup final? You know, how, how did you feel at that exact moment? Uh, for me, it was DJNT in the park. There was times I played to 15,000 people, 12,000 people, and one time on the main stage, 34,000 people. Like, but getting yeah. yourself into that exact moment, right? How did you feel? And suddenly you come into this really highly happy state, right? Of which I would then leave the steam room, you know, and I'm now free to begin my day right um the only change i've actually made to that is that i added laughter to it so i go to the gym at the same time around about 10 o'clock in the morning one i'm not rushing two there's no distractions from the office when everyone else is rushing about and i'm enjoying myself but there's also a group of guys that i know that go about that time and i always end up having a laugh with them you know because i find the laughter is just so funny like obviously but it just gives you this great sense of like right, okay and then I'd go into the office. And that was what I was doing for a year. Um, now, whilst following that vision, um, 2019, I used a full experiment, had 126 days of travel. I set up more systems to make this more free. 
And then in 2020, uh, 2020 um, I don't know if you heard about 2020, there was a, a thing that happened. No, I've just, I've just blanked it. <laughs> Nothing, happened. Nothing happened. No, but in that time, having that mindset allowed me to be very, very present. And I could only deal with day to day what was happening. But at the start of 2020, believe it or not, I had six weeks of travel. Um, so I continued my travelling. And it was during that strong vision I had for taking my events company into Europe. I was actually weirdly in a sauna in Athens uh, with, um, I was in Athens with six other event professionals and me and two of the women were in the sauna uh, talking, I was talking about my vision, goals, focus, blah, blah, blah. And one of the women ran out and I was like, oh, maybe that was a bit much, whatever. But over dinner that night, she came back to me and she's like, Craig, I really need to thank you. And I was like, what for? And she went, I've spent the entire afternoon uh, writing all my goals for my business, for my personal life, for everything that you spoke about. And I was like, all right. Anyway, long story short, she was a publisher, uh, a background as a publisher, and she told me I should write about it. And I was like, all right, thanks very much. You know, and I always wanted to get this out. And I had... Um, I'd done a couple of talks called Not a 95 Kind of Lifestyle before. Uh, and it was a system I was using for myself. And I would speak about it on LinkedIn. Right? Now suddenly somebody's kind of nudging you going, write about this, write about this, write about this. And yeah. obviously I'm very humbled and very grateful for that. And through the start of the pandemic, I was asked a couple of times to send a transcript of a book. And... I kind of ignored it because I was concentrating on saving the events business. And then she was like, can't wait for this transcript. And basically I sent her a story outlined for my talk I'd done. And then I sent her another one, which was the nuts and bolts of what I'd done and said, look, this is it, <laughs> essentially, right? Um, yeah. And you know, this is a minimal viable product. Tell me what you think. So um, that was not an end of five was born. And um, through creating daily habits, I decided to write every single day, uh, giving away the tips of things I was learning. Um, and that was just to get into the habit of being a writer uh, because I was trying to write a book. And one day I got a message. Somebody said, I love what you're writing. Uh, can you coach me? And I was like, all right wasn't the angle I was thinking of, however, um, yep. and I've ended the year with five coaching clients um, and having some coach chats now with uh, corporates to develop a programme and it's grown arms and legs. So, yeah, it's been quite a journey, but based on being very focused. Yeah. Through yeah. your vision. Brilliant. So the panoptic then... Um, Yep. Obviously, events were obliterated uh, last year. Um, it's difficult to tell just now when they might get back. Uh, to, they won't be normal for some time, I don't think. But so, where, where, long and short, but where, where is Panoptics just now? Uh, you know, is it just shelved, ready to come back, burst into life, or are you actively working on planning events? Right, um, 2020 obviously hits February, I'm in that sauna in Greece, but in, in Greece we're starting to find out more and more about the events industry um, slowing down. Come March, we already know this, it's happening. Um, 
But what this travel allowed me to do was sail my ship into Cam Water. So I went through a period, um, first and foremost, of acceptance. Uh, this is fucked. <laughs> Another word for acceptance, essentially, but basically, <laughs> right, okay. So how do we... Um, what do we do now? So it's like, right, okay, let's strip off all the costs we don't need, right? Let's make a plan. And I'll be perfectly honest. Um, the, 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 I have a very, very positive attitude. It, this could have went a different way. Um, there was a 48-hour period in February where we lost a quarter of a million pounds, right? <laughs> it was wiped out of our system completely and utterly over. By the end of the Wednesday, I think the whatever phone call it was, I was just, I, I just answered the phone just saying, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? Don't, don't worry, we've cancelled it already. It's all right, we're, 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 I know. Um, however, um, by this point, I had already spoken to my accountant and worked out a plan with the tax, uh, how I would defer and that, uh, and spoke to HMRC. I have mentors at KPMG as well, so I spoke to them about everything that could be done. Just to be ready in case, because uh, yeah. obviously at the time we weren't thinking it was going to be long. And then uh, I spoke to my bank, just said, listen, that events business, there might be a bit of a problem here. Like, can I have a mortgage break? I would never ask for anything like that. And uh, they agreed to two months, uh, no problem. And this was before it became a thing that were, the banks were offering it. So I took a massive breath, a deep breath at the end of February and... Um, and I felt ready, and I'm glad I'd done that because it caught a lot of people off guard, but it caught a lot of people off guard two weeks later. I remember coming back from Croatia and seeing people crying in the airport, and I was in Heathrow going, it was heartbreaking, and I had a phone call from friends in London events companies. You know, so there was lots of stuff going on. So I went through the acceptance period, and then I'd made a plan, and it was like uh, I had to do that. And um, one of the really important things I do as part of my routine overall is a 90 day action plan. And I always do it by water. And I remember getting on my bike and I cycled down to Bowen and sat at Bowen Harbour and just basically wrote a 90 day action plan for what I was going to do. And that came down to five things. And those five things were stemmed from a question I hear a lot of business leaders get asked. And the question that they get asked a lot in podcasts, I mean, really successful entrepreneurs, um, if you could go back to the start and do something differently, what would you do? And I love that question and I love the answers from that. And I basically went back and so I went back to the start and I thought, what could I do? And that was basically it. So what did I need to happen? What did I have to do? Made a plan. So throughout the year, basically spent building a business where um, I had to put in a system in place. I had to look at what would happen when events do come back. What else do we need partner-wise in case we start doing online hybrid, whatever it may be. And then what? Four months without any income, financial support, nothing. Just head down and just, just go for it. And it was a great experience. Uh, it was non-stop. Um, but I had to basically stop the noise. Now, um, I've spoke about vision boards, but vision boards are split into, uh, the ones I do are split into nine different parts, right? Now, I believe if you come into a present state, you're happy, right? If you live in a future, you're anxious. If you live in the past, you get jealous, right? 
So I had to come into a state of mind where I was present each and every single day, right? Now, on the vision board, there's travel and there's wealth. There's other things here, right? So travel was now written off. I love travel. Right? I managed to do six weeks this year, but that was now gone. Take it off the vision board. Wealth, very likely that's not going to happen. Let's take that off. So where do we focus our energy? Because if I focus on, oh, I'm missing out on travel, I'm going to get really upset and angry, right? If I focus on the money side of things, I'm going to panic and I'm going to make decisions that become rash. Now, in the panoptic sense, had I followed the let's go down the road of let's do an online events, that's a short-term strategy fix for something that we thought, no, everyone else was doing that. We're going long-term and we're going to yeah. continue to be long-term. That's it. I want to come out the side of this, other side of this, right? So plain and simply how I fixed that was through Vern Hernish, the uh, Rockefeller Habits book, he does, there's a thing he calls a big, hairy, audacious goal. So I took a post-it note and wrote on it to be Europe's largest events company and stuck it on my wall. And I was like, everything I do in the next few months is geared up so we're ready to become that, right? We might never come. I'm going to have a great journey getting there, right? But the ultimate aim at that is it's, it gives me something to, as a vision to look forward to. So therefore, I'm not going to defer from that focus. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're aiming for, right? How, how was that described? The big hairy, big hairy audacious goal. It's a great book, that actually. Bill <laughs> um, Hernish. He's trademarked that as well. <laughs> but it's like it's basically the whole thing is like think of a really big vision, right? You know, the big goal you have, and then think bigger. Is it big yeah. enough? You know. So um, yeah. So that was um, oh, that was one thing I thought. Right, we'll, we'll focus on that and move towards that side of things, which gave me that real focus and I had a long-term strategy. And thankfully in July, we got the first of a grant uh, paid in. Um, now, it wasn't the full amount of what had been requested. Um, and then just because I had a real belief uh, and a mindset we were going to get through, we'd extended the runway by now and about a month or so later, out of the blue, I got another email from the uh, the people dealing with the grants, and they said, we understand that your type of business gets a lot of business in the summer. Like, yes, we do. Um, do. Do you want to apply for the rest of the grant? Uh, obviously, yes. So that was really handy. So I got the rest of that money in. Um, so my belief in my long-term strategy was working. Now, it's the first time we've ever had any investment in the company out with client wins, you know, and yes, it had to happen. Not exactly proud of it, but ultimately, like, I'm, you know, had to make sure things happened. Now, I remember talking on LinkedIn a lot about what I was going through this process and what was happening. And I remember there was one comment that really, really stood out for me and it was incredible. And I wrote about it quite a few times and, it was a guy who wrote, it's really inspiring to see somebody protecting their dreams. And that, for me, summed up last year, or certainly a substantial part of last year. Um, because in 2014, when I'm on a beach in Mauritius, dreaming about what my events company is going to become, you know, six years down the line, to see an entire business ripped away from you in the year where our projections were very likely to become a multi-million pound company. Now, yeah. if I focused on that and the loss, the head's in a different place altogether. It's not. 
So I had to look at other things to do and all vision boards start with you and health. And for me, it was like, right, okay, I'm allowed out the house each and every day. So I'm going to go and cycle, you know, and uh, I took my bike and off I went and explored. And and I was able to travel, if you like, around Scotland, uh, well, certainly around the west of Scotland, you know, and I was on my own on my bike having the time of my life, but I was getting fitter and fitter and fitter mentally and physically. Um, another part of your vision board is creativity and I started to go, right, well, let's start this writing. This woman, Sabine, who I've met and I saw her wants this book, let's yeah. start writing every day, let's get in the habit of it. What else do I need to be a writer? I need to read. So I just consumed books, you know. I've currently got a reading list of 18 books sitting there waiting to be read, which I'll do a substantial amount of through January. Um, so we got another grand uh, tail end of the year there. Uh, there was an announcement yesterday. We'll see what happens. But where we're at going forward is that the, there's money in the bank, thankfully. Abigail's still working day-to-day on the marketing side of things, which is based on our big area audacious goal, but also on our uh, uh, what we're doing on trying to build up the client base. Um, 90 day plans in action just now for what we'll look at for the next three months. Um, weirdly had an inquiry today for uh, later in the year, uh, which is great to see. Um, we do have events scheduled in Bucharest, and two in Brazil and one in uh, Phuket. Phuket's 2022, um, which are good ones to be in. We are looking at, um, like a lot of strategic, strategic partnerships just now with some people, um, different models are working. In April last year, hypothetically, it never happened, so we can't claim it to be, uh, we would have been doing the numbers that would allow us to bring on five staff uh, and full-time positions in a roundabout way because that's been such a goal to work towards. Uh, we're now using the Kickstarter scheme of the government. So we're going to start this year, and certainly this quarter, we're going to have the other five staff coming in, which will take the business up to seven staff. It's a roundabout way. Um, however, the goal was seven staff and we're going to be there. Um, so. We're going to start with the staff building up an events business. But for me at the moment, it's about let's get our systems 100% correct. Um, yeah. Let's continue the momentum we've got. Um, through Christmas, we gave away lots of experiences to people by speaking to our clients. And that included a weekend in London, it included bottles of whiskey, it included spa breaks, you know. So thanks to everyone who donated those prizes, but we wanted to continue to give that experience. And we, there was no, <laughs> there was no sign up for the mailing list. There was no, we need something from you. It was there's a freebie, you know? So um, we just want to continue to make sure that people have that experience. And we're trying different ways to make sure we get remembered, you know, so. Yeah, right. Uh, 2021 so, is definitely looking different, so we'll see. <laughs> I have, let's hope so. Um, so you mentioned the, the vision and, and uh, you've, until we, we can read the full book, you've got an ebook out on that, haven't you? Yes, yeah, so I launched a vision board ebook um, in December. And uh, just because when I was writing out what became the original book at the start, 
I think I really had to go and understand the system, but I had to do it in such a way I think other people uh, began to understand. And, and one day I decided to write, <laughs> I stopped the kind of, I feel like the novel style of book, but also decided to go into like, um, what are the things I'm looking at? And I started writing this huge book of like, a 10 part program uh, and I stopped and I was like, okay, let's focus on the vision part, you know, and I've got mentors that say to me, it's like focus on one part and all this is based on vision. So I decided let's write down what vision is and I wrote down nine, um, nine uh, key areas and um, simplified it into a page each that people could go on and um, take a look at like yeah. so that you can look at different elements of the uh, different areas of the life and like the whole area being that you're going to move forward in all parts of your life you know um yeah. but it's how you can choose life first essentially and put yourself first so the, as i said the center of it at the moment's like it's you and health it's like it, everything there like what do you want to do and um and it's great seeing so many people like realizing that just now and like, oh my God, I'm spending time with my family. Like, you know, I never see them. Who are these strangers that live in my house, you know? Yeah. And it's great to be like seeing things like that and people begin to find out what's really important, you know? Um, and then you can able to see people like that moving uh, away from different jobs and trialing different things, but they're putting that into the kind of career area, um, you know? And it's, it's, it's very, very inspiring uh, to see people uh, utilizing and following their vision, you know? Yeah. As I said to you uh, before we started, my only concern is that, you know, people are living uh, slightly, the, the work-life balance is better at the minute because people are at yep. home. So I said to you, I'm taking a walk every day and a lot of people are doing that kind of thing. The concern yep. is that, you know, once we come out, I'll say this, everybody goes back to normal and starts working yep. stupid hours. And so it's important to, to keep on top yeah, of that, yeah. I think. Massively. Uh, I remember talking to a girl in a pub in the summer when we were in and um, she's married with a couple of children and I just remember turning around and I was like, so what do you do for yourself? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, no, what do you do for yourself? And she's like, oh, I'm getting up in the morning and I'm getting the kids out to school and uh, I'm making the breakfast and this, that, the next thing, all that, blah, 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 blah. And it was this whole day of just busy, 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 including her work and all that. So this was like the first time she'd been out in a long time with her friends and she was enjoying that relaxed moment. And then the next morning she was getting up at six again. I was like, but what do you do for you? And she's like, I, I can't, I don't have any time. I'm like, you do. And it's like, and I think it's like so many people think that they don't have the time to do stuff, but she, Treat your mind like a muscle, you know, and basically, like, what I mean by that is that I, 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 a bit of advice, probably, to start is I always say to people, like, look, people will always put professional goals down, what they want to do, right? They're probably very unlikely to do personal goals, and I like to text my accountability partner at the start of every week or a Sunday night, three personal things and three professional things I'm going to do, because... It gives you that time in the week for you. If your mind that the muscle isn't getting relaxed or isn't, it's going to suddenly become stress 
And you get to a point where if you're stressed, you can't concentrate on the other parts of your life, whether that's a home life, whether that's your professional life. And people let it overpower and then it becomes the breakdown, if you like, or whatever it could possibly be, you know. Whereas that, the kids are out to school, you know, or um, you're starting work, but people are working from home just now. They're getting up in the morning. There's probably likely a lot of people just getting up, opening their computer and starting their work. No, the work's going to be there, right? Get outside, you know watch a yoga class or like do something for you whatever that may be read a book listen to something but just do something for you and i can't stress that enough and how that becomes uh it becomes a daily habit and you learn right and if it's learning something from a book learning from a podcast or learning about you you know be at peace with being alone right it could be half an hour a day just make sure you do it. Um, and like, it's so powerful. And I find that like through my swimming through the years is that time in that swimming pool, that 45 minutes, an hour, everything I think about is what then happens. But the thing is in the swimming pool, there's no phones, there's no emails, <laughs> there's no distractions, there's no one else, you know? It's like you're free to be thinking only of like, what you're planning on doing and the thing is the stress and everything else will alleviate because you're not chasing your tail you're not in a a state of a panic um if people find that difficult to do um one thing i would advise is don't ever check your phone in the morning right set a plan of what you want to do in the morning right because if you pick up your phone what's going to happen is you're suddenly you're what you're seeing the news you're seeing uh, text messages, you're seeing emails, you're seeing things that suddenly you're now taking on a different path. You've woke up, you're relaxed, but now you're in a different place altogether, right? Whereas what I like doing in the morning is I get up, I'll come through here to the kitchen, um, pour a glass of water, and then I do like 25 press-ups, 25 sit-ups every single morning. And then I'll pop back into bed and I read a chapter of a book, right? It's a habit for me, right? And then I'll check my phone. Right, because I want to be well, fit, healthy, uh, you know, and, and obviously rehydrated and stuff, ready to start the day, but it works for me, right? So find what that is for you that allows you to get into the day routine. So you're learning, there's some been mental uh, exercise, there's been some physical exercise, you've got yourself moving, and now your day can be dictated <laughs> if you want it to be, or you've got a really, really robust plan, which is not going to be allowed to be your day to be dictated, uh, dictated to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good advice, I think, man. Good advice. So, um, Craig, just I'll, I'll put links up uh, to all your stuff when I'm putting the podcast out. Um, but where can we find you? And, you know, LinkedIn and Instagram or whatever, let us know. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Craig McGee, and that's MCGEE. Um, feel free to add me on there to send a message. Um, the vision stuff uh, with the ebooks on just now is at not a nine to five kind of lifestyle.com, and that's the numbers nine and five. And you can also find us at panopticevents.com and each of them has uh, links to the Instagram 
uh, yeah, feel free to get us on there. Um, if you're really, uh, one thing I would push as well, I've got a Pinterest board on the Not a 95, which has got a lot of saved places um, for self-development, growth mindset, and other um, tools that are quite useful. Um, and that's probably what was bothering with my insomnia a number of years ago. Uh, so if you want to have a look at that, there's lots of kind of practical advice and tips and whatnot. But I feel free to get in touch. It'd be great to hear from you. Well, Craig, thanks very much for your time uh, this morning. And uh, I'm hopeful that a lot of people will find this really useful. Thank you, Alan, for having me. I very much appreciate it. And uh, I really hope people uh, take something from it. And... Uh, yeah, do things for them. That's what it starts with. <laughs> nice one. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>